Go for it, Joe. Hey, that was nice. What happened? Where was that the other day? I was in the basement. I was sweaty, I guess. <clears throat> sweaty hands. I get it. All right. Go ahead, Jordan. <laughs> that was Ooh, wow. Wow, Joe Did showed you, you up. Joe's the new Jordan. Again, I am the Andrea, and he's the Andy, and you're the Miranda Priestley. Is that better than the Jaws episode where I said that you were some greasy fisherman? You're the Miranda Priestley now. That works. Good. <laughs> I have a fruit roll-up. I'm pretty sure that's a fruit by the foot, but I'll allow it. <laughs> you're right. That's a really good point. It rolls, though, so I get them mixed up. But yes, you're right. It is a fruit by the foot. <laughs> so we weren't kidding. We brought him back. Welcome back, Joe. Thanks, guys. I, I am here. I am, I'm ready. Welcome back. Before many people could get one guest appearance on our show, we've given this random guy two. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, and this this episode, we were not kidding. This is going to be just about whatever the fuck Joe wants to talk about. Oh, but we also <laughs> had to talk about Duel. Duel is great. It has an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was an ABC movie of the week. If there's any question about why this episode exists, you need to listen to our last episode where we covered Jaws with Joe, and then a lot of what we talk about today will make sense. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to that, you should. So, Duel is great. I don't know how you guys feel, but I can't imagine that you don't absolutely love it and find it perfect like I do. Can't agree more. I think we just end the episode there. Geo. 88% is low. That's <laughs> That's a travesty. And that's a fully genuine statement. There are parts in this movie where I think Dennis Weaver is a little like, I don't know, I think maybe it's just like bad acting, but he's a little bit like over the top. Overacting. In some of his reactions. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But I really like this movie. Obviously, it didn't make a ton of money because it was a TV movie. It did get a theatrical release overseas at some point, but it didn't make that much money. Not enough money for them to like publicize it because I could not find it in the like five minutes I allotted to looking for it. Like 10 minutes in, I'm hooked. I'm, I'm on board. And so you guys are horror fans, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. What did you guys think of the movie The Strangers? It was the scariest movie I'd ever seen for a very long time. That one affects Nick, I think, a lot. I feel like I've only seen that once, and it was with you. Yeah. Is that correct? Home, home invasion yeah. movies like really get me. That's his thing, yeah. I enjoyed it, though. That was like this movie. It was... I was going into it expecting to be like, all right, classic suspense horror movie, whatever, you know, thriller. Yeah. And within the first half an hour, I'm like looking over my shoulder <laughs> because I had uh, I had noise canceling headphones in. That's how I was watching it. And oh my God, did I jump? Uh, there's a scene, the scene where he's asleep behind the wheel and the train comes. Oh my God, yeah. In the seated position, I flew towards the ceiling, <laughs> easily a foot and a half off the couch. <laughs> Damn. And I had to pause it and go outside in the dark. And then I was like, why would you go in the dark, you moron? <laughs> <laughs> you afraid a big truck is out there to get you? Well, I piss a lot of people off on the road. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really does feed into a very common fear that a lot of us have is that you will undoubtedly do something that upsets someone on the road and that they will follow you and do something ridiculous. And, you know, people are crazy. And so 
I mean, I've been followed by people before, uh, not obviously not to this extent, but like to the point where it really does scare you and you think like, well, I got to shake them. I mean, now in our day, we have GPSs that can course correct if we just have to take an exit. But this guy, like, yeah, it's back in the day. I mean, he probably knows one way. It's out in the desert, so you know, there's not a lot of, you know, turnoffs and things like that. And it's very easy to follow someone. What I think is so interesting about this movie and what I don't really, I like I didn't remember, uh, is that it doesn't take place over that long of a period of time. It doesn't go into the night where we use darkness as like a, an added tool. It does all of this shit in the daytime. There are only a few movies that are able to like terrify me yeah. in broad daylight. Steven Spielberg already was sort of taking a big risk right at the beginning of his career. So I thought that was pretty cool. I agree. I immediately felt like Jeepers Creepers vibes like that right away. I do too like that it was like all in the daytime. I thought that was really, really brilliant, especially for this being Spielberg's like one of his first movies. I thought that that was really, really impressive. Absolutely. It's funny that you brought up uh, Jeepers Creepers because that didn't click in my head and it totally does now. Like, I see the comparison, obviously. The first maybe like 30 minutes of Jeepers Creepers absolutely terrifying. Uh, Joey, I don't know if you know this, but I have an aunt who lives uh, in a town called Charlottesville in uh, Virginia. And like that Charlottesville? Yes. Oh, yeah, that Charlottesville. Yep. And <laughs> yeah. So around there is very rural, as you could probably guess. And there's a lot of windy roads and all that. So car movies in particular have always sort of freaked me out because it just makes me think about driving there. I've driven there at nighttime. I've driven there in the daytime. And it's always a little creepy because it's like either woods or these like endless fields or these windy mountain roads. And it's just very, it gives you like wrong turn vibes oh, and Blair Witch vibes and Jeepers Creepers vibes, like all in five minutes. And it's, it's just a really scary area. And I think... That is fed into my fears, like immensely. This movie uh, being followed by a truck. The one of the times that I feel like I've been followed was there in Charlottesville for a while, and I guess there wasn't really a lot of places to turn off. But the guy was like super, super, super close to me. I wound up actually. I think I might have just not been going the speed he wanted me to go, but he was up on my and it scared me so he's, much like it, he's omitting the part where that this was a cop that was following him and he just refused to to pull over that is true <laughs> just resisting arrest these scary noises and lights and everything right megaphone blood spilling out of my trunk <laughs> i was texting um, so i couldn't really look at him <laughs> yes 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 but uh, I was able to get out of the way and he he went on but like just the size of a truck like that knowing that they can not only like smash your car into smithereens, but that they're up there like in this like, I think maybe it has something to do with the fact that it's not as easy to see them sometimes. You know, you can't necessarily see the driver. I don't know. I'm not advocating for people to be afraid of truck drivers, but I am afraid of truck drivers. <laughs> like <laughs> if I see one, I either think Optimus Prime, the scene in Final Destination 2 with the logs, or yeah, always. Duel. And so I'm just like, bye, bitches. Or unless, you know, if, if it just happens to be Optimus Prime, 
you go do your thing, Optimus. I'll see you on the news. Like, I don't want any <laughs> part of it at all. It scares the absolute shit out of me. I know truck drivers, and they seem wonderful, but I don't know. When I, I Just while I'm driving, it makes me tense up immensely. So I have to admit, I, I've had so many problems with road rage to the point to where a passenger in the car turned to me and said, with the most sincerity ever, you have a problem. Oh my goodness. <gasps> yeah. Oh, no. So, so I mean, I could tell you a few bad road rage stories if you want. I got to tell you, Joe, if I were going to pick someone out of a lineup of people that I knew for someone to be prone to road rage, I got to tell you, you'd probably be like the last person I singled out. But oh, now no. hearing that you're like this coiled <laughs> spring ready to explode. Yeah, we're ready. We are ready. Yeah. So I, I heard one time, I think a comedian said it, but I think it's true that, that there's stages to road rage. And step one is like getting angry in your car. Step two is signaling to another driver, like giving them the finger, throwing your hands up in the air, stuff like that. Step three is uh, following them or tailgating them. Step four is like actually tracking them, like making the same turns as them. Um, and step five is following them home. And I've followed several people to the point to where they pulled into a driveway. Joe. Mostly in the past. What was the intention exactly? Just to scare them. Oh my um, god. I also drive a pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> so so I stopped that. That was a it was for a very brief period of um of my driving career. But unfortunately for people on the road, the way I coped with my road rage was I had a hunting knife, like a probably like it it probably like a four inch blade. And I would hold it while driving. Just like I wouldn't show it to anyone. I would just hold it like in the passenger seat, hold it low. And I'm just like, all right, it's going to be okay. Because for some reason, the one time that I just, I was like, I should just need to hold something. That was the only thing that was like on the seat. And that eventually turned into one time I was, someone was purposefully, like it was like dual. Someone was purposefully like, going around me and then slowing down in a road where there was only like, you could only pass in the opposing lane. Yeah. And I'm like, you mother. I'm like, oh man. So I rolled down the window and I just started tapping the knife against the side of the door. Oh my God. Oh my God, Joe. Yeah, I know. I was that guy. But they moved. And then you, <laughs> and then you killed them, right? And then I, and then I and then I continued to do the speed limit for the rest of the way because they decided not to do the speed limit. But my favorite road rage story of all time, well past this period in my life, I still get I still get angry, but I don't do anything like that anymore. Um, I was singing, I was jamming out at a red light, and I'm like, bah, 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 pointing, you know, doing everything you could groove to it was with your like, knife. I, no, no knife. Okay. Knife's not in the <laughs> knife's not in the car anymore. Got it. Um, and I'm like pointing, you know, like, and the lady in front of me throws her hands up in the air and I can, she's talking into her rear view mirror going, what, what, what did I, she thought I was yelling at her. I literally had no problem with the way she was driving. Like to the point she was like sticking her head at the window, like, what, what do you want? And I'm like, oh, 
Like I like so I turned up the radio. Like no, it's just it's just come on Eileen. It's great. It's a great song. <laughs> and then you killed her. And then I ran her off the road. Got it. Oh my Got god. It. Yeah. No. Oh my god. Hey, I have a question. Is it is it morally reprehensible uh, to say maybe like let's we're gonna make a documentary right? And I'm gonna drive around. Or I'm gonna ride around with Joe. And we're just going to find people that piss him off. And he's just going to follow them home and scare them. And I'm just going to film it. Is that a terrible... Um... We here at Take 3 AMP do not endorse any of this. I just want to say for the record, huge disclaimer here. This is not something we support at all <laughs> whatsoever. It. Just let Joe right do now. his thing. <laughs> I'll sign that god. contract right now. Oh my god. <laughs> what has this show oh become? Truly. Um, no, we, we do not uh, advocate for violence or road rage or any of that stuff. I mean, look what happened to this guy, the hero of the movie, the guy that just wanted this Dennis Weaver guy to go faster. The Joe of this film got thrown off a cliff at the end. True. Well, my first thought, I'm sorry if this is a little bit too like car guy bro-y, but so the car is a Plymouth Valiant, if, if that means anything to anyone. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. The Plymouth. What did you say? Valiant. Oh, Valium. Yeah. The, the, the Plymouth yeah. Valium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, he needed one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the supercar version of that, or the pony car version of that, is the Plymouth Barracuda. It's like a really, it's a, it's a nice car. Um, my first thought after he cut him off and then the truck driver cut him back off was like, mm, probably should have got a Barracuda. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was like, he could have spent a few more, a few more shekels at the car dealership. And he would have been in a, he would have been great shape, could have blown right by him. That's funny. I do have a question for you both, because this is something that I full on expected the entire movie as soon as the, the bad truck showed up. The entire time we were flashed this thing on the back of this truck that said flammable. And I said, oh, I bet you that truck is going to explode. Yeah. And it didn't. Yeah. I was fully expecting it, like after it fell off the cliff, to just it burst into flames. And nothing. Or like maybe he pulled out a gun or something and shot the back. Maybe that's how he defeated this truck. But no, like it, it didn't blow up at all. How do you feel about that? Are you okay with that? Do you wish it did? What are your thoughts? Especially because the the car, not the truck, as they both tumbled down the hill, was on right. fire. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I was I'm waiting be, for it. I'm going to be honest with you. I was so swept up in it. I was hoping for it to blow up, even though I had the same thought as you the whole movie. Yeah. Every time I saw flammable, I was like, this truck's going to blow up in the end. Hey, I, I have something to read you guys. ABC Network executives found the ending unsatisfying. After viewing the unfinished film, the network insisted on reshooting the dramatic truck fall to include a spectacular explosion and fireball since the truck's tank was labeled flammable. Spielberg had made the choice to treat the truck as a monster more than a machine. As such, he decided to kill the truck slowly and painfully like a dying beast, feeling it lent more lyrical context to its death. Spielberg thought an explosion would be both unnecessary and unimaginative. When he was told by producer George Eckstein about the network's directive to reshoot, Spielberg refused, saying, if the network does force you to blow the truck up, you get another director to do it because I'm not going to do it. 
However, Eckstein agreed with Spielberg's original ending and fought back against ABC to not change anything. He ultimately prevailed, and the original ending was kept. This is from IMDb. It does not have a source other than, like, IMDb is like a trivia thing. I just saw it uh, just because I was, like, scrolling through to see if there was anything interesting I could bring up. But I'm I'm suddenly rewinding our conversation. I'm like, oh, this... This seems like we could have set that up. I swear to God, I had no idea. That was not an intention for me to, to, to bring up this fun fact. I had no idea. But that's really cool. I really admire that, actually. I like yeah, that no, I, I just saw that and was like, hey, let me let me bring that up. As y'all first started talking about it, I was like, let me find this because I saw this a little bit earlier. It makes perfect sense. We've had this talk about do audiences want to be sort of like not spoon-fed things or do people want the great satisfying ending? And I think the great satisfying ending would have been exploding and maybe having to dig a little bit deeper is seeing that the truck is now treated like a monster that has to die slowly. Like I bet you the mass majority of people, including me, did not see it that way. But the fact that Steven Spielberg did, I mean, I respect that. You know, I've seen lots of cars explode. It, it makes sense that this one would have exploded. Again, I totally agree with your points that like it seemed like that was just the natural progression of things because you know you see flammable written like you know you see flammable on the back of that truck like a hundred times throughout the film, mm -hmm. but maybe it's too obvious because it said so much. Well, for one, I think it's funny that Jaws explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he was like, That's "I won't it. blow up the truck, but I will blow this shark up." Full. Full fucking circle. I love that. That is I love that. genius. Machine blowing up? No, 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 no. Yeah. Biological animal blowing up? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> and, and the fact that Jaws blowing up is only foreshadowed in one sentence in the movie when uh, Chief unlocks the, uh, the compressed air tanks and Hooper says, if you keep screwing around with these tanks, they're going to blow up on you. It's the only reference to tanks blowing up. So in some ways, maybe that, that was his intention. Like, you know, I'm going to spoon feed these hints to you and never give it to you. But when I give you one little hint, that's when it does happen. I almost think, though, if you look at the medium, if you're paying per person to go to a movie theater to see a movie, the ending can be fantastical. But Spielberg made this for TV, which is a free medium. Or was back then, ABC. Yeah. So um, it's almost like he had breathing room, especially because TV wasn't thought of that highly yet in 1971, 72. Yeah. Um, you know, there was, it wasn't a Game of Thrones. It wasn't, it was no golden age of television that had already ended uh, before its new rebirth. But in any event, he almost had so much more artistic license with nuance. And oh, I think absolutely. that's what he was going for. Um, yeah. Even when he, you know, he directed episodes of like Night Gallery and stuff, really artistic ventures. I mean, I've seen Spielberg do, you know, some some serious small character pieces, but I've also, I mean, I, I think he's so well respected and well regarded is because he does these like family adventure films like so well. His films are so masterfully made. Uh, the fact that this movie had like a half a million dollar budget, you would not know. Like, it's a small movie. It has a simple plot, but it has some really interesting, beautiful shots. I think 
even then, and I know I said this about Jaws too, but like I think even back at Duel, you could tell Steven Spielberg was something special. I, I don't know. We're coming off of probably my two favorite Steven Spielberg movies, Duel and Jaws. I think that's a fair top two for Steven Spielberg. But I agree. Yeah, I'm I don't like don't get me wrong. I mean I love pretty much every Steven Spielberg movie I've ever seen. I mean there are some that I'm just like not gonna like Warhorse that can go and do whatever it wants to do. I am fine with that existing, but we are going to live on separate sides of the street. I the big fucking giant is even cute. I like that Actually, one. The BFG. The BFG yeah. is what he's talking about. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I, I figured that's what it was, but I didn't know that's what it actually stood for. I yeah, I love I mean, people who don't love this movie, I love Ready Player One. Obviously, uh fucking, you know, that movie, that Jurassic Park movie is kind of cool. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> no, Jurassic kidding. Park is like one of the most amazing movies ever. Like Indiana Jones, like this guy is a fucking master. This is a super quick aside, but what did you guys think of uh Tintin? Oh, I haven't seen it. I have not seen it either. Guys. Should we? Is it good? So so Tintin is like one of my what's it called when you have a movie that's like your safe space? Like a not like not a guilty pleasure, but like a comfort food. It's like a comfort movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your mashed potato movie. Right. It's like rainy day, nothing to watch. Oh my God, Tintin's on Netflix. I'm going to throw it on. And it's funny because I felt alone in this because it's such a beautiful... I saw it in theaters, actually. That's animated, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it it is in cartoon style, not like animated to look real, yeah. like CGI. I would say it's probably the best animated movie I've seen. Wow. Not, 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 you know, Pixar is kind of a class of its own with how they yeah, yeah. break the mold, but within the sphere, um, the transitions in it, like the actual cinematography of an animated movie, I didn't know could function like that. And it was funny because I felt alone in this and my uncle called me out of the blue one day, like a rainy Sunday. He's like, you know what I'm watching right now? Adventures of Tintin. I was Aww. like, I fucking love that movie. And he's like, this movie is amazing. And I was like, I nice. know. It's his Master Tato movie too. That's awesome. You guys got to watch The Adventures of Tintin. We will. Add it to my list. Absolutely. If, if you like classics like Shrek the Third and Cat in the Hat. <laughs> it's like, how dare you? And then you brought it back. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> This year is Duel's 50th year anniversary. Oh, awesome. That's awesome. They should re-release that in theaters. I would go see that movie in theaters. It's yeah, freaking awesome and really scary. And I think it's crazy how it was the first. I mean, maybe there was other car chase movies before that where it's, that's the whole premise. But every single turn, because I do, like, I agree with you, the, the beginning of Jeepers Creepers is such like, a frightening part yeah. of that movie. Yeah. But it's like, oh, like when I was watching this, I'm like, Oh yeah, this blows that out of the water. And then it's, you know, Joyride. I'm like, oh yeah, this blows that out of the water. This was also like I was surprised at how for lack of a better word, like mind fucky this movie was. Cause I really I genuinely I had no idea what it was about going into it, other than it was like somewhat related to Jaws. Um and I, I really wasn't expecting anything. And then I'm suddenly like, what is happening here? I'm kind of with the main character trying to figure out what the fuck this guy's intention is. And then he helps the bus move. And I'm like, what, what is happening? Like, what is this? And uh, yeah, it just was twisted. It was like a twisted 
crazy adventure. And even uh, this time, having just not seen it in a while, I was like, oh my God, he doesn't like kill those people on that bus. He doesn't like ram the bus or something, <laughs> right? I was ready for him to just drive right through the bus and like be like, I'm a man. That's what I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. I was expecting that too. I was like, there's no oh my God, he's gonna kill this bus full of kids. Like, what's happening? What is this guy? And it's like, no, he just really wants the main character. So um, so I've I've read like the Wikipedia article um about it. So the school bus scene, the scene where he calls his wife and it flashes to his house, mm-hmm. and the scene in the diner were three scenes that were added for the theatrical release overseas. They oh, weren't wow. in the original TV movie. Oh wow. Yeah, so those and like even to the point to where they had to when they reshot it the car and the truck are slightly different models because they crashed the other ones, I guess. Um, <laughs> but what does that yeah. leave? That leaves like nothing but road then. Like what else is there? Yeah. To... Well, I mean, the original That's movie I think, was like 74 minutes long or something like that. I mean, it was a pretty short movie, so. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's interesting that they were able to. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. I mean, that really does take away almost everything wow i'm glad i've only ever seen the theatrical release version because i don't think i would like it as much if it was just like i like the parts where you kind of stop and are like you know or is that person there with you i um i thought it was funny i don't know if you guys had this thought uh when first of all when he's helping the bus he's stuck under the bumper and it shows the truck come in to the tunnel and the headlights turn on I got, I was like, oh no, yeah, that, oh no. Because now the kids start running in the road. And so I was getting anxious. But then after the scene's over and he hightails it out of there, the truck helps the bus. And my first thought was, even your mortal enemy, you guys can both save a bus of kids. Like <laughs> the fact that this truck driver, this maniac is like, not only am I going to chase and kill you, but I'm also going to save this group of kids. Like, yeah, of course, that's the, it's the 70s. They don't have a cell phone. Of course, I'm going to save this group of kids. <laughs> oh, that was my thought. That was my last point in the beginning was I am so glad that I live in the age of cell phones because Absolutely. this movie would be a hell of a lot different if he had a cell phone. Totally. totally. If you guys had to remake this movie today, how do you think you would battle cell phones and GPS? I have a thought and it kind of ties into a point I want to make. Okay. So it's like a story I want to tell. Basically I was at uh, a local mall, not too far away from my house. I didn't have a ton of gas. Um, I'm just like driving through the parking lot and I, I don't think either of us were at fault, but I like almost kind of cut somebody off and, but I like slammed on brakes and they went. But as I'm sort of like driving around, that person then turns around and starts following me. And they follow me through the parking lot. They follow me out to a stoplight across the parking lot. And I'm noticing like, oh, shit, this person is behind me. So I wind up going down this boulevard and they're right behind me the whole time. And I get up on the interstate and the person follows me up on the interstate. And I immediately then uh, take the immediate exit to get off the interstate. And that person follows me there. And I'm realizing that I'm running out of gas. And that's the issue. Being somewhere where you can call for help and you can GPS, but your car is going to run out of gas and you have to pull over and stop. 
and that's where whoever is chasing you can also pull over and stop and hurt you in some way. Because I had to, I remember I stopped at a Sam's Club and I'm, I felt like it felt like duel. It felt like joyride. I was like getting gas and I'm like looking around, like, is this person going to come up? Like, I don't know who the hell they are. I don't know what's going on. So I get gas. Uh, nobody comes up to me. I drive. And as I'm driving, like nobody's behind me, but I do a couple of loops around my neighborhood just to make sure nobody's behind me before I go home. And like, maybe like a day or two later, no, probably yeah, maybe like a day later, my across the street neighbor Facebook messages me or, or comments on my Facebook. You were spotted leaving the scene of the crime. Good idea to go up on the interstate. It was my across-the-street neighbor that followed me. Now, here's the thing. My across-the-street neighbor <laughs> was my grandmother's friend. She is in her 70s. <laughs> we used to joke that she was a serial killer because she's had, like, three husbands and they've all, like, disappeared. Uh, but, like, she, she On the interstate? Was... <laughs> <laughs> but she was, like, relatively harmless. Uh, her name is Mona, and we just always would joke on her you know joke with her about it well you used to tell me that you used to convince me that mona had her husband buried in her backyard oh yeah absolutely absolutely like full-on you can that's always been like a a running joke and (laughs) it wasn't to me i I was i thought i was like oh shit (laughs) i have never been like so relieved and pissed off i was like are you kidding me my heart i thought my heart was going to be out of my chest just because, like, when you're in that situation, especially when you realize you're running out of gas in, like, an unreliable car, and I don't know what to do. I, like, drive around. I don't have a knife in my car like someone, but I do have mace <laughs> in my car just in case, like, because I'm afraid of guns. And I'm like, this is something that's maybe somewhat projectile that I can spray at somebody if I need to, you know? Like, that. that's scary to me. And, uh, but, yeah, it wound up being my neighbors that was that was the most scared i've ever been and then like the most relieved and pissed off that i've ever been about a situation like that but yeah okay so that my point is that the gas is how i would uh render cell phones basically useless just be somewhere where you know even if someone could reach you they couldn't reach you in time i was thinking like i is it too easy to have him like if I was say it was shot for shot remake, yeah. When he, when he spirals out at the cafe and he hits the fence and he's got whiplash and the old dude comes up to him is like, oh, it's your neck, yada yada, and he's kind of like, get off of me to the guy. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah, he's yeah, he's kind of yeah. like fighting him off. I would have him just because there's so there's such a Hitchcock vibe to this movie. Oh, absolutely. That I think just just picture this theater of the mind for you at home but he's getting out of the car and he's fighting the guy off i keep my phone on my lap like tucked underneath my thigh uh, when i drive and i would almost like it that when he gets out of the car to fight the old dude off it just falls out and slides under the car oh my god (laughs) that's a horror film yeah like you've left your cell phone somewhere yeah that sucks (laughs) and we're at the point like do you guys have a map? Like I have a map in my my retro car because my my seventies car because 
I don't know. I take that for long drives and sometimes I get turned around. I'd even take your scenario a step further, Joe, and have him like, as he's leaving, have him run over it. So even if he did go back to get it, yeah. it'd just be done. It, like yeah. there's nothing you could do about it. I was thinking the exact same thing. I love like, that. Is it, is it too easy for him to just run it over? Or, or Because there's so little sound in this movie in terms of score, like musical yeah. sound, right. um, that the quietness of a phone just hitting dirt as he's like fighting with a guy. And for people who haven't seen it, he's not like fighting, fighting. He's just like an old man is trying to be helpful <laughs> and he's fighting for his life. So he's kind of like, get away from me. Um, but yeah, it's just a small Hitchcock type little flourish. I feel like this movie could be modernized shot for shot. Agreed. At least brought up to present day. So, I mean, we're already remaking Jaws, so let's just throw this one in. I mean, we've got a great idea anyway, so absolutely. We can just we can plagiarize Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Just every yeah. movie. Even <laughs> even Warhorse. Yeah. <laughs> Could this be, like, combined? Could, like, after Brody, like, washes back up on shore, uh, he's like, hey, I got to go. My wife is pissed off at me. I got to go somewhere. I got to go drive to this conference or something. And then it's Thule. And then... Then, after he crashes the guy at the end, he drives away, and guess what's around the corner? A Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> and Damn, Quint was, that's our miniseries, guys. And Quint, Quint was never on the, in the Indianapolis. He was saving Private Ryan. Oh, oh shit. Oh, I oh, love shit. it. I love it. Yeah, the Spielberg yeah. Cinematic Universe is about oh. to explode. <laughs> Oh my god! Like a flashback to like Normandy, man. I would fucking is that is that even the right war? I don't know, but you got you got it. Okay, I thought so. I've seen <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. Ah, uh, uh, I don't know, man. Steven Spielberg is dope, and he has a lot of good movies that we could totally steal and plagiarize. I just and and even um, did you guys ever see the Psycho shot for shot remake? Yes, God, why? Okay. It's it's not good. It's, it's <laughs> terrible. And I would almost be afraid to do something like even this is my first time seeing Duel and I would still be afraid to do that. But yeah. I feel like it could be done. The same way that you were saying about Jaws in the last episode that there is a tasteful way to do that. Yeah. Yeah, like to expound upon the story especially when something's based off a book because a lot of times you know, when you you adapt a book, you can't adapt the whole thing, which is obviously the case in Jaws. It's obviously the case in most movies because books are much longer medium. And now we have miniseries that are the quality of movies. So why the hell not, you know, adapt it into something bigger? Um, I'm going to be narcissistic, but then give it back. Um, Got it. My favorite part of the movie, hands down, was when he stopped at the gas station first of all quick aside he stops at these gas stations and just like the flammable truck every single time his radiator hose gets brought up and he, <laughs> when he finally tries to fix it at the rattlesnake lady that's when this beautiful cycle of him in the phone booth like he's so close it's such a not car part that yeah. he's in the phone booth and he's just trying to make this call Again, something that happens to Brody and Jaws. But he's trying to make this phone call, and the truck comes, smashes 
the phone booth and it smashes this lady who's got open air rattlesnake and tarantula cages and iguana cages. That scene is batshit crazy. Yeah. And and not only is it awesome just because it's now a person on foot doing spirals with a tractor trailer <clears throat> and how wild that is. Even better. Have you guys seen the movie Rat Race? <laughs> you should have bought a squirrel. That's exactly what I thought of. Kathy Bates selling squirrels. Oh my I god! Swear to God, as soon I would like that was churning in my head. I was like, I'm going to bring up Rat Race as soon as you're done with this conversation. That is exactly what I that thought is of. So funny. Oh my god. Oh my god. I didn't think of that. <laughs> and, and That's genius. So the Wikipedia article. The reason why I went to the Wikipedia article was one to see if Jeepers Creepers was mentioned in pop culture references, and it was not, which is weird. That is weird. And two, no mention of Rat Race. Oh my god, that is weird. <laughs> like I, I can I also, see Jeepers Creepers might be left on certain people's lists because its creator is like a rapist oh shit. and stuff. Like so, and that's why we've not done it because I don't want to talk about this guy's movie. Uh, like in depth at least. Can we beep it out? Can we just like Jeepers beep? Yeah. <laughs> Jeepers beepers. Uh, Jeepers. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving out Rat Race, like how could anybody leave out Rat Race? That is ridiculous. Yeah. And I love that this woman was like, my babies, not my babies. Yeah. Like she cared about these creatures so much. What a weird scene. You know who sucks in this movie? That old couple that he tried to get to help him. Oh yeah, I thought I thought they were gonna be people that he he backed into and killed. Yeah, I was like, I was hoping oh, for he's it. gonna kill them. I couldn't. I can't believe how much of this movie I actually don't remember or didn't remember. Uh, but yeah, I definitely was like, oh yeah, they're dead. He's gonna kill them, <laughs> just like that bus man. Ooh, this is cool. Uh, I read that Steven Spielberg had uh, said that. The reason why there were so many license plates on the front of that car or on on the front of the truck is that uh, he's a he's like a serial killer and he's uh, driven people off the road and taking their license plates and it's like collecting them. Those are like his trophies, it's tokens. Yeah, isn't that cool? It's it's funny because I remember when I was a kid, my grandmother told me there was uh, trucks that used. Do you remember when trucks used to have maps on the side of them? No. You never saw so tractor trailers, they might still, but I haven't noticed. Um, they used to have maps of the United States with certain states colored in. And she told me that it's because the Department of Transportation, you have to be registered to drive in each state. Maybe now it is just all one license. But I saw the license plates and I was like, oh, maybe they had to have different license plates back then. <laughs> 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 like, oh, you got to swap it out. You cross the border. That's funny. Do you guys find it weird that pretty early in the movie, he says, like, oh, I'm, I'm definitely not going to make that appointment. Because his whole, the whole thing when he called his wife hinged on him saying, like, no, I need to go there real quick. Turn or, like, right. do this yeah. so I don't lose this account so I can come home and meet with my mom. Yep. And after he says that, I'm like, then like, why aren't you using that payphone to call your client and be like, I'm not going to make it. Some guy's trying to kill me. <laughs> but regardless of that, I thought it was such an interesting metaphor that all this guy is trying to do is his job. Yeah. And all this truck is trying to do is kill him. And he has no real reason for it. And that's why I thought it was kind of like the strangers is like, 
He's literally not bothering anyone. He's trying to do his job. Yeah. Why are you doing this? It's because you were home. Yeah. Right. Kind of like the guy behind Jordan. <laughs> Sneaky Joe. Almost got me there. It's just a, it's just a Peterbilt truck in his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So how should we, uh, how should we wrap up and uh, give these folks the illusion of time? Everybody say a really good movie that is only one word. Oh, only one syllable, too. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, because like one word's too easy. Oh, yeah, I got one. What if it's three syllables like Moana? It's one <laughs> syllable, Joe. I've got one, and I bet you can't beat this. It's only two letters. Can you guess what it is? No. It. Ah. That's mine. That's my movie. Well, technically, only the TV show was called It. The first one was called It Chapter One. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Fuck off, Joe. <laughs> you don't even go here, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Your name's not on the fucking masthead, buddy. <laughs> it might be soon. We keep making jokes about how you take my job. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll see. All right. Now you go. Clue. Ah, Clue is good. Yeah. Solid. Clue. Sounds I tried to get like... Jordan to watch Clue one time, and he was like, oh, this is too cheesy. And we turned it off. I still don't think that that's a true story. That's 100% what happened. I would not lie about Clue. Because I've always wanted to see that movie. What was your second one, Joe? Yeah. Uh, the second one was Rush. Uh, because it's on Netflix right now, and I keep wanting to watch it. I love that movie. Have you guys ever seen it? Rush. Have I seen it? Rush. Um, it's Ron Howard, directed it. Chris Hemsworth. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, it's yeah. about... Yeah. Like the um, the race cars without a weird shape. Yeah. Yeah, the F the F one uh what would you call it? When you've a rivalry. The rivalry between Nikki Lauda and uh James Hunt. Okay. It's a great movie. That's wonderful. Can I guess what yours is, Nick? Yeah. Actually it could be one of two things, I think. Okay, you know me so well, it's probably both of those two things. Is it Saw? Yes. And 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 is it Scream? Yeah, you got yes. me. Fuck yeah. I'm very predictable. Take that, Joe. Do you, know, do you know Nick as well as I do, Joe? I bet you don't. Can't take this job. All right. All right. All right. Double or nothing. Nick, pick a third, <laughs> pick a third one syllable, one word movie. Don't tell okay. us. Joe, guess. Darren Aronofsky's movie, Pie. <gasps> yes, absolutely. God. That's exactly what it was. I was going to say that. Jordan, thank Damn. you for being a guest on... Take three and movie podcasts. Yeah. Enjoy Paris <laughs> and Hathaway. <God. laughs>